Okay, ready? We got to just get started. We'll just jump in. I'm gonna cry. Nope. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of THC True Hollywood Crime. I'm your host Mariah. This is your host Bailey. Hi. Hey everybody, welcome to episode. <laughs> Bailey, I have no idea. I think maybe sixty-eight. <laughs> sure. Sixty-eight. Okay. Season <clears throat> of the witch two. <laughs> <laughs> THC. Hey, I hope you guys all had a fun 420 and Easter, right? Yeah, but yeah, 420 is oh yeah the bigger deal. Absolutely, let's be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I don't smoke, so my 420 was whatever. I think I was at work, wasn't I? 420 is such a different vibe when you're a mom. Like yeah. literally having to leave work. I left work at four o'clock. And I get to her daycare like at 420. No, joy. Every fucking day. And then to top it off, it's not like I got to go home after that and smoke. Nope. Then it was off to fucking dance class. Yeah. Just shoot me in the head. (laughs) I know. I made a um, a social media post a long time ago about this. But I remember on that 420 in particular, this is when my big kids were little, like toddlers. I took them to the park. And they were blowing bubbles and it was a beautiful, sunny 420 day. And I Mm -hmm. took pictures of them blowing bubbles. And I said, yeah, 420 back in the day, I was still blowing bubbles in the park. I was just like high as fuck. Right. And now it's 420 and we're blowing bubbles in the park. Mm -hmm. But I'm sober with kids. You know, so hopefully hopefully you guys had a had a a good one. So on the 420 note, Cheech and Chong came out with a new music video. Fantastic. They made it on Snoop Dogg's property with his help. As they should. And Dogface is featured in it. Love it. I know. So I thought that was super cute. And then ah, this made me Has mad. it been released to I be think watched? It, I think it's on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Have to YouTube it after this. Yeah. And then I read a news article, kind of, of course. <laughs> Florida bride and caterer are arrested after dozens of wedding guests get sick from weed-laced lasagna and desserts, including chocolate-covered strawberries and pudding shots. How? So, but how's that even happen? Apparently, the bride was in on it with the caterer to get everyone at the oh. wedding high without them knowing and yeah. thought it was funny as fuck. Yeah. But when everybody got sick, they caught the cops and they got arrested. That's crazy. I think it's a waste of perfectly good weed edibles. It is. And that would be expensive as fuck. Yeah. Like, catering for a wedding is already expensive, and they're going to put weed in the mix. I also don't feel like, I mean, do we have to press charges? It's not that serious. Seriously, I know. So that was funny. But yeah, all the funny 420 news. Do you want any more random news? Of course. I always want random news. Okay. Swiss man, 20, left in intensive care after suffering a rare lung injury from masturbating. Oh, shit. (laughs) Uh, I guess it's really rare that this happens. Um, He got chest pain and had a hard time breathing. And apparently when air escaped from the lung, it became lodged in the rib cage. Oh, my God. Right? So uh, it says it's, oh, it's the first ever case of this during masturbation. It's been noted in sex before, but never in masturbation. Well, so listen. Good on a, you, 20-year-old Swiss man. Way to be a pioneer. You were getting it. <laughs> um, um, How, what an embarrassing thing to have happen. <laughs> 
on the last episode, I had mentioned Ali Wong's new stand-up. Yep. And I said just how midlife crisis it was all about. And boom, immediately that next week, she amicably divorcing her husband. I saw that actually, mm-hmm. and I thought of you. I'm like, if you've seen her stand-up, this is not news. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. Uh-huh. If anything, I feel like the husband had to just hold on long enough for her to get that new stand up out and then it was like boom we can call it now yeah Mm -hmm. and since we're talking about oh also last time i had talked on the episode about the big dick energy from the juror getting off because they could sugar daddy Uh uh-huh well now a potential juror for the kardashian trial said that they couldn't be um, used because all he would do was think about the sex tape when Kim was in the room. Fair enough. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, so yeah, that's my breaking news oh, wow. for the past couple weeks. This I'm actually going to tie in to my movie. Perfect. So how was your Easter? Easter was fun. We got the new fluffers. Six new chickens, two ducks, and a bunny. Bunny round two. Note to any parents out there. Bunnies are a bitch. They're very high-stress animals. Super temperamental. I was not prepared for that. Which is crazy because we should know you're the most prepared person at all times. And so what You've done all your research. You have all the bunny gear. Everything was prepared perfectly. And even doing that, Mm -hmm. you lost the first bunny due to stress. Mm -hmm. People get very weird about animals, B. We have to make it clear that you did all the research going into this. And so here's the thing. Because I was so devastated and afraid that I had done something wrong, I immediately texted the woman I had gotten the bunny from. And I was so thankful when she responded because she is a breeder. Right? Yeah. These are her bunnies. She's like, I think there was a stressful situation because she had also lost a bunny that same night oh man like she's like yes i lost one of my males she's like i think of that batch of babies they might be having like a stomach issue or something that's causing them stress yeah because she gave you a second bunny and we've had her for almost a week now and everything's going just fine yeah Mm -hmm. and she was even smaller so i'm like really you're bringing me one even smaller i'm like terrified now and she's like no there's nothing i could have done Okay, well, there you go. And I was so, like, her professionalism and her kindness, like, she didn't have to reach out to me. She no, I know. She got her money, and so she I was knows. so thankful. It, that's, I mean, it's traumatic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and she was, so she brought me that second bunny for free, and I was like, absolutely not, I'm paying you for this bunny. I'm like, it was not your fault, and I'm just so thankful to know it wasn't my fault. Yeah, because mm-hmm. you are always the most prepared person for so, mm-hmm. so for something to go left. It's, it's a lot. Yep. And then the fucking ducks, man. Tell know, me the they're dinosaurs. not dinosaurs. Tell me dinosaurs. they're not fucking they're so dinosaurs. Cute. I love it. I can't wait for the ducks to get bigger and actually enjoy their duck pond that you built them. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, watching our kids in the front yard. You had the bubbles and the silly string. Yeah. And all the Egg fucking hunts candy. And so much candy. So much candy. At least I broke mine up with cash. Yeah. My kid doesn't appreciate cash. Yet. I understand. Mm-hmm. But you just tell it. You just let her know you could take the cash. By change it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so hope you all had a happy everything. 
yeah happy it, something to celebrate happy happy spring oh and then i we joked that of all the days for it to be beautiful and sunny it had to be on jesus sunday always on jesus sunday <laughs> right, jesus it's had to have his day always nice weather it was rainy before it was rainy after i'm like don't you worry it's gonna be sunny on easter i'm not religious but it is always sunny on easter and it was beautiful you called it absolutely so I haven't been doing much besides working, but I have watched and forced you to watch The, the Ultimatum. Ultimatum on Netflix. My newest obsession. Our longtime listeners know, besides <laughs> true crime, the smuttier the better. Yeah, our These love garbage of smutty fucking shows. Garbage reality shows. Started with Love is Blind. We went through a real long, Married deep dive sight. of Married at First Sight. And now we're doing full circle because we're back with... Nick and Vanessa, but on a new show. Yes. Yeah. It's it's not them on Love is Blind, which is bizarre to me that now they've got this show. Yeah, even though they try to explain it and you're like, all right. No one cares. Yeah. Yeah, just get on with it. What a great trashy reality show. You guys have got to watch it if you haven't watched it. Give it a chance. Yeah, the first episode, you gotta you gotta warm up to it. Yeah. It took me probably the third episode but i feel like that's true of um married at first sight probably yeah it's just because we know that now right but when you're going into married at first sight it's rough you got to get through those episodes. and now we're at the point we where if a em. new season comes mm-hmm. out we skip it all the way to the wedding we get straight to the day we yeah. don't care about buying the dresses or anything yep mm-hmm. but yeah give it a shot you guys because it's a fucking train wreck it's a train wreck it's a wild ride i can't believe it's a TV show that got made fantastic. It's a social experiment, very much like our episode tonight. The <laughs> fact that they put these True people that. through those fucking experiences because mm-hmm. they're set up to implode on each other. Like, oh yeah, the shit these people go through, mm-hmm. I would never put myself in a situation oh, like God, that. No. I would rather die. Not to be dramatic, but oh same. my god, yeah, mm-hmm. it's. To be sitting in a room with the person you want to marry with another person, knowing that they're going to go live with another person Mm -hmm. as if they're a married couple. Fuck that. Crazy. How is that a good idea? It's not. (laughs) And there was like nothing on the line. I thought maybe there was going to be like money or something involved. There's not. No, it's their lives, their lives and their relationships. I think that's why... Not that it was more entertaining, but there is another level to it than you're married at first sight or your love is blind. Yeah. Because you're talking about people's real, real lives. Life. People mm-hmm. who have been together for years. People whose families know each other. Friends know Their each other. Their parents are invested in these relationships. Like that yeah. one mom was like, no. The one mom absolutely Like, I want you to marry me. this woman. Like, That's she's so part of the family. <laughs> Yeah, we won't get too heavy into it. We know it gets boring, especially if you guys don't watch it. Then you have no idea what we're talking about. But there's this one guy in particular who's a total mama's boy. He's been with his girlfriend for like three years. She's the one who gave him the ultimatum. You have to marry me. Let's go on the show and figure our shit out. He like day one finds somebody else who Uh he swears is like his soulmate. This is the woman he's supposed to be with. So then he goes and introduces her to his mom again a uh, total mama's boy. His mom's opinion means, means everything. absolutely everything. And his mom's trying to be nice, but she does keep bringing up how great his current, yeah, current ex-girlfriend well, yeah. is. Uh-huh. 
And then she's like, if you'll just excuse me one second, I need to have a I need to have a word with my son. She pulls him aside and is basically like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah. Like you're going to give up years with your, with her name's April years with April for this random new fucking person like you're in the honeymoon phase this is gonna grow old too so all of that makes sense my favorite part was after that it cut to him and the girl together and he lied <gasps> he like she's like so what did your mom think and he's like you know she really liked you straight she, to her face she said straight that to we belong face. together mm-hmm. like this motherfucker is lying mm-hmm. on national television mm-hmm. and that's when i knew for sure that he had made up his mind I'm like, if even your mom's not going to persuade you now. Anyways, that's just a little snippet. Things get crazier than that. But I just always thought that was really yeah, funny because he's the sweetest guy. Oh, yeah. And he's one of those guys. Where you're like, I can't believe he would lie. He bold face lied to her face. And like, Didn't even you blame. know, you're going to get caught lying. There's cameras. You, right. They're going to watch. At some shit. point, you're going to get called out. Yeah. Could you imagine he lies to her and tells her that? And then she rewatches the episode and. It's just his mom absolutely dogging her. I hate to do this to you listeners, but there's one last note on this show. The guy who looked across the table that first picking night. (gasps) Yeah. Okay. This piece of shit. You get to pick who you want to try to do a mock. Yeah. So your choice is, do you want to stick with your person? Mm -hmm. In which case congratulations have a wonderful life get off the show Mm -hmm. or do you want to try a new relationship for like a month basically so this motherfucker looks across the table at someone who is not his current girlfriend and is like i'm gonna pick you and she's like what because she has yeah because she didn't want to be with him (laughs) yeah Yeah, she was like talking about she's like shut the fuck up and he's like no i'm gonna pick you she's all please don't (laughs) but when she ends up getting linked to someone else and he's left with no other choice he fucking proposes yeah to his original girl oh and when everyone calls him out on it and then he gets oh that made me sick yeah that made me sick and i i just can't believe it i can't believe his girlfriend well no what i can't believe is again that girl's gonna watch the episode yeah She's going to realize her engagement is completely based on a lie. That guy is such a weirdo. So gross. So yeah, watch it, guys. It's so good. Watch it. <laughs> I think it's only like eight episodes or something. It's pretty It's a quick watch. Yeah. It's no Married at First Sight. Marathon. No. <laughs> Just a hundred episodes season. <laughs> all right. Anyways, anything else? No. Okay. So this week, first of all, play along our THC drinking game. Take a drink of whatever you're drinking anytime we are not in the pod shed. We spill something. We mention the hit TV show Monk. Uh, we mention a past episode. I'm forgetting so many. Badass Big Sister. Badass Big Sister. And there's one more. Oh, we have the rules. Please hold. Our patent pending rules. Oh, these are the ancient ones. Oh, though. Jesus. Yeah, these are. Yep. Nope. Oh, you, cheers. There we go. That was it. Yeah, we need a new rules list. I think you gave me one. I just haven't switched it out from the frame. Yeah, yet. that's the first, like the OG set. I know. That's why I kind of like it in the frame. Mm-hmm. We'll just memorize it. So, yeah, let's cheers. Cheers. And we are in the shed tonight. We're in the shed. The weather's perfect. That's been really nice because it's got like a slight chill. And then mm-hmm. it warms up just enough to not make you want to die. Mm-hmm. And then it goes back to being a little chilly again. I got a little bit of sun. 
Yeah, you got a little bit of sun. Mm-hmm. Um, what were you doing? When we Hiking. went over to the... You went over to a friend's house for a barbecue. The 11 a.m. Yeah. barbecue. So this week, I was just randomly looking up... I guess it's not random. I do it all the time. Looking up movies based on true stories. And this one caught my eye because the movie looked like something you'd be interested in. Uh-huh. It looked like a scary movie. Not a scary, scary movie. It didn't look like a... Like an intense movie. Yeah, it didn't look like a slasher movie. Yeah. But it looked like, you know, they took a scary take on it, and it was a recent movie. Mm-hmm. Did and you recognize anybody? No, because I just saw a quick okay. picture from it. That's good for me. Mm-hmm. And it was on the Stanford Prison Experiment. Mm-hmm. And so then I looked it up and realized that, yes, it was a very real thing. Um, so I read some articles. I watched a couple docu- like just short documentaries on YouTube. There's not a ton of info from what I saw on what happened. It was also very short. We're only talking about we like We joked six that days. Stanford scrubbed the record. Yeah. <laughs> it's like they're trying to cover it up. Now, there is original video from the experiment. I wish I was like a cool enough uh, in-depth podcaster to watch that footage and whatever. <laughs> you know that's not what you're here for. No, that's not us. So I will give you the Cliff Notes overview of the Stanford Prison Experiment. And then I am very excited to hear about B's review of the movie because I can't wait to hear the movie take. Yeah. Because no. movies always exaggerate things a bit and get a mm-hmm. little crazy i think this one's gonna be really interesting all right so let's jump into it august 14th 1971 in palo alto california not too far away from mine and b's hometowns 12 men are arrested in their homes by actual police officers and taken to air quote prison was it sad that i didn't know that it was in palo alto (laughs) Well, it's the Stanford Prison Experiment. No idea. You didn't know Stanford no. was in the Bay Area? <laughs> no. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, <laughs> I don't know what to say to that. Yeah. No, no yeah. idea. I cannot believe you didn't know Stanford was in. Wait till I tell you about Cal Berkeley. You well, see Berkeley. That That's probably why I'm like outside of Berkeley. There can't possibly be any other school, right? St. Mary's, which is literally in our backyard. I could consider that like a like doesn't everybody have a saint mary's <laughs> <Isn't that> like- <laughs> you know stanford is definitely like our our ivy league yeah and that's it's why, like our harvard and that's why i just our, assumed that it was out there. i don't know any other colleges i was like harvard or <laughs> yale yeah there you yeah. go oxford's in england <laughs> so, hey, there you go, did you know one. oxford i think is like isn't it like older than like the Roman Empire or something crazy? No, no you're way out there. No, I am not. No, like I wouldn't know that. Oh, <laughs> like I'm... asking me if that's in my realm of knowledge. Should we look it up real quick for fun? <coughs> well, yeah, because now I'm curious. Oxford is like older than something crazy. I don't want to say the Egyptians because that feels too crazy. Right, because they created everything. So, <laughs> Oxford. Is it a, a university? That's not a dictionary. No. Oh, University of Oxford. So Oxford was established 922 years ago. That's a long fucking time. Mm-hmm. It is beaten in age by the University of Bologna. <laughs> 
30 years old. B-O-L-O-G-N-A. Isn't that baloney? Yep. <laughs> Bologna? Ma Bologna. It was founded in 1263. Oh, yeah. That's crazy. Are you reading all of this off of a fake website? I'm reading this off of like literally like Oxford.com. Right, okay. Um, apparently their biggest rival is Trinity College, founded in 1555. Oh. Get out of here. And the way that they've settled Babies. this is every summer it says every summer in May. <laughs> How good of a university can it be if it doesn't know that May is in the spring? They oh. have a they have their tortoise race. Oh. I thought you would like that. I do, but tortoises, it's like the tortoise and the hare, right? Like, yeah, but this is the tortoise and the tortoise. Yeah. So I just feel like you're going to be out there for a while. Like, aren't they just going to eat grass? It says, the University of Oxford blah, blah, blah. The University of Oxford is nearly 700 years older than the US, no big deal. 400 years older than the English language? How could How? you have It says traditional English language. Oh, okay. 300 years older than Machu Picchu. Mm, so Mayans and shit. 200 years older than the Aztec Empire. 150 years older than the Easter Island heads. That's some fucking a like alien shit. Mm -hmm. Wow. There you go. That's crazy old. I'm glad we looked that up. Yeah. Because Oxford is old AF. Yep. Oh, well worth it. <laughs> How are you going to be an english university and you're older than english right what the fuck were they speaking alien they were speaking in tongues they were speaking crazy so anyways back to stanford, stanford in, is palo in palo alto, california. california much younger than oxford university at least what 500 years at least well oxford's 700 years older than know. the u.s that's before you get to the west coast because the u.s started on the east coast mm. So it's probably like 900 years younger or something. I don't know. Okay, you ready? Get it together. Should I just start all over again? Okay. <laughs> August 14, 1971, 12 men are arrested by actual police officers from their homes in Palo Alto, California and taken to air quote prison, mm -hmm. which is not really prison. It is a fake prison set up in the basement of Stanford University. Altogether, 24 men have volunteered for the Stanford Prison Experiment, half of whom are going to be prisoners and half of whom are going to be guards. And these are all just like regular guys. They're all pretty much white college dudes who answered an ad they put out in the paper. The Stanford Prison Experiment was actually funded by the U.S. military because they wanted to study the relationship between prisoners and guards yep. and how that power dynamic works. So they funded this experiment and it is led by the psychology professor, Dr. Philip Zimbardo. Mm -hmm. He pays the experiment, pays the men $15 a day for one to two weeks worth of work. Did you do the math and figure out? I did not. It's about 110 you did the math? Yep. Wow, B. Well, Google did the math, but yeah. $110 a day? Mm -hmm. That's great money. Yeah. That's why it was like a pretty big deal for these kids. So they're volunteering to spend basically two weeks in prison. Once they get there, I think they I think they decided by like a 
coin flip who was going to be guards and who's going to be prisoners. But to even get the job, about 70 people applied. They went through like an extensive interview process. Of course, if you had criminal history, a history of narcotics abuse, you weren't in. If you had physical disabilities or any sort of personality disorders, you weren't in. So you basically just had to be an all-around healthy, criminal-free person. Interesting. To make it. Mm -hmm. 24 people passed the test, passed the interview process. Here we go. Okay. Upon arriving at the prison, the prisoners are stripped naked and searched. They're then put into their prisoner coveralls, Mm -hmm. basically. So they're given bald caps to wear to help simulate having no hair in lieu of having to, like, actually shave their head. They're also forced to wear shackles on their ankles. Mm Mm-hmm. And this prison has been set up with real, you know, prison cells. They had brought in, like, prison experts to design it. So there's two size with bars that they cannot get out of. They put three prisoners to a room. Mm -hmm. And then they have hallways and stuff. The guards are giving real guard uniforms complete with, like, whistles and... um, where there's like nightsticks or whatever. B- batons. Batons. Mm-hmm. And mirrored glasses. This mm-hmm. is very important because it gives them a sense of amenity. Mm-hmm. Did I say that right? Amenity. Mm-hmm. Another thing to note here is that the guards, because it is an air quote job, can work in shifts mm-hmm. versus the prisoners are prisoners. So they're there 24 hours a day until the experiment is done. Mm-hmm. Also, the prisoners, um, of course, are stripped of their names. They're given uh, prisoner numbers, identification numbers, and that's how they're identified. From that point forward is with the numbers. They also have to be blindfolded when they're moving around the building. And I don't know if that's to like. To keep it because it's probably going to break and look like a yeah. school at some point. So to keep them in the right head Yeah, because they have to like be blindfolded to like move down the hallways. Yeah. Go to the bathroom and stuff. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> now, meanwhile, they've set up behind the fake walls are cameras. They are filming all of this. Mm-hmm. And they said that they could hear the people kind of like not directing, but they could hear the people who were leading the experiment talking. And they could be like, oh, did you hear him say that? Oh, get a close up of that. Interesting. Oh, so we'll talk about that in a little bit about how that might have affected this whole experiment. Now it doesn't take too long for the guards to get on a pretty big power trip. Yeah. They start treating the prisoners, um, pretty poorly and just, you know, aggressive Mm -hmm. and demanding and name calling and, and doling out like physical punishments. If they're not listened to, like you have to do push ups or whatever within the first couple days, what happens is the prisoners start rebelling. Yeah. They're like, fuck this. They rebel a couple of ways. One, they take off the bald caps. Mm-hmm. So they have their hair. They take off their prisoner numbers. Mm-hmm. So you can't identify them by their numbers. And they start barricading themselves, um, you know, in their rooms so the guards can't get in. Mm-hmm. So then the guards start beating on the bars and the and the walls to be let in. Eventually, they call in guards from off shift so they have some backup. Okay. And then they break out the fire extinguishers and start spraying in the fire extinguishers Mm -hmm. to get the prisons out of their cells. And it works. And then they start punishing the prisoners pretty severely for the rebellion, including forcing them to strip naked and um, 
just kind of like, I don't want to say physically torturing them, but making them do a like excessive it's amounts of exercise, so, yeah. mm-hmm. um, forcing them into solitary confinement, which yeah. in this case is just like a broom closet mm-hmm. that they just decide is going to be solitary. Mm-hmm. So they would strip the prisoners down and force them into solitary, you know, for yeah. It's so hours demeaning on and demoralizing and yeah, just ugh. Mm-hmm. they're just breaking their spirit. They also start like as punishment, they'll like withhold food mm-hmm. and they start being real weird about like the food rations and not giving the prisoners enough food. Also, as punishment, they'll take their beds. They'll sleep deprive them. So, you know, once everyone's asleep, they'll come by with their whistles or they'll yell or mm-hmm. whatever. And these guards have all the energy in the world because they're working in shifts. Yeah. So the poor prisoners are going through sleep deprivation and hunger. And like you said, uh, what, degradation? Yeah. So real quick, you I know that they work in shifts. Do we know, like, do they get to go home or are they still staying on the campus like in the you know nobody told me that yeah no that's and that's never answered in the movie either but it is interesting that they get a break from it right versus these prisoners don't yeah Mm-hmm. so within 36 hours prisoners are already starting to show real signs of like stress yeah of um confusion they're mm-hmm. starting to like lose track of whether this is an experiment or yep. not, <clears throat> a lot of them have been begging and, and cursing and yelling to be let out of mm-hmm. it. And they're not being let out. There's basically no safe word that's getting them out of this, which is terrifying. Yeah. Um, and they start to exhibit lots of rage and terror and just, I mean, the sleep deprivation alone. Oh yeah. will really fuck with your psyche. Of course. And you'll start to lose track of, what's really going on and they're hungry Mm -hmm. and they're not being listened to and that's i mean all of this is true i guess of real prison right no matter how miserable you are no matter how much you want it to end no matter how much you want out it doesn't fucking matter Mm -hmm. so that's pretty terrifying eventually conditions get so bad and we've deteriorated to the point that within six days into the two-week experiment they have to shut it down yeah the prisoners are under too much stress. It's affecting their health. Yeah. They got to stop it. So this becomes a worldwide kind of phenomenon, a very famous case. The professor gets very famous for it. And it's actually taught in a lot of like still to this day, modern psychology mm-hmm. courses and books. And basically the conclusion that the professor has gleamed from this and what he's kind of selling to everybody is that. This is human nature, mm-hmm. that all people will turn to this level of evil, given the right circumstance, especially if those people feel anonymous, hence the mirrored sunglasses, right. the guard uniforms, whatever. And if you give them any kind of power over depersonalized people. Yeah. He says this is just the way humans are. Uh-huh. There is a couple of problems with that that we realize now. Some new information has came out since then, such as the fact that these people were not put in just completely unaware of what was going to happen. Once they chose the guards, they actually sat down with the guards and had like an orientation and made it explicitly clear. We we need you guys to be 
tough. Mm-hmm. Like we need you guys to basically be cruel. Be real. And well, not even be real. They're asking them to like go above that. Okay. And to like make And a the show. people mm-hmm. that were guards didn't know that they were actually also test subjects. Like they didn't know that they were going to be regarded as that. They were told basically in this orientation that their role, their job is to get a reaction out of the prisoners okay. and that the people who were the prisoners are the only people we're studying. Interesting. Their job is almost like part of part of the experiment. Yeah. Like almost like you're on the side of like the people who are doing the experiment and everyone there's job is to get the prisoners to react a certain way. And that's all that's being accounted for and, is the reaction. And yeah. so they mm-hmm. would like run through some stuff with them and any of the guards who were not being cruel or tough enough, they'd pull them aside. Like we need more from you. We wow. need you to really like give it more. Interesting. So it kind of fucks up the experiment a little bit because we actually don't know how these people would have been as guards had they just been Lit. sent in with no direction yep mm-hmm. interesting okay unfortunately the prisoners came out of it you know they did have a lot of ptsd they had a lot of issues to work through there was a really interesting interview with one of the guards and one of the prisoners post experiment mm-hmm. And the prisoner was basically just saying how much it affected him, how hard that was for him, how it hurt him, how it still hurts him, how he's having a really hard time dealing with it. And the guy who plays a guard, who also, in all fairness, is just a college kid. He's just like an 18-year-old bro. He could not understand what he was talking about. He didn't get it at all. Mm -hmm. And he just, he had this guy kind of pouring his heart out to him, being like, you really hurt me. When you did these things and he's like, why, why would that hurt? He's like, that doesn't make any sense. He's like, I know that things got a little like degrading in there, but there's like, like, how could you be affected this much? And he's like, they obviously had two different experiences, totally opposite experiences from each other. Mm -hmm. The prisoners really lost themselves in the experiment and the guards never, I guess the guards did lose themselves, but. It's just they different because they had all the power. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that guard, um, all grown up, gave an interview on the documentary I was watching. And he was like, if I got to be perfectly honest with you, we went in there with our orders and like with knowing what we were supposed to do. He's like, but after a while, like something did kind of take over. And he's like, I would be lying to you if I didn't tell you I didn't enjoy it a little bit. Yeah. He's like, you kind of enjoyed that like power trip. Mm-hmm. So, yep, that is the Stanford prison experiment. Like I said, two totally different uh, points of view between prisoner and guard. For sure. Um, They've used that experiment a lot in like criminal defense cases. They've used it a lot in looking at, it's funny because it's a military funded thing and they've actually used this experiment to look at um, how moral our like interrogation of like terrorists are mm-hmm. and like our um what is where, what do you like guantanamo guantanamo bay yeah. like where we put our like war criminals and stuff mm-hmm. and how we treat those people like especially like the bush era oh, yeah. terrorist interrogations that were going over in the middle east and they looked at this experiment a lot while also looking how fucked up we were treating people throughout all of that so yeah there you go it's not a lot of information but it's what i got it's it's enough it'll definitely work for my movie that's for damn sure perfect tell me Uh, all about it i did not know that it was a um 
what'd you say army sponsored yeah like a military yeah military i don't know what branches but Mm -hmm. no so that was interesting but yes so 2015 i know it's real recent Mm -hmm. you can find it it's available for rent on a lot of platforms and just like you said how a lot of the boys found out about the experiment uh, was through the newspaper. Mm-hmm. So the first thing we see is the typewriter. We hear the clickety clackities and we see words like college student being typed, $15 a day, male study, title card. Um, I know that it's the 70s just based on the way that their hair and dresses. Perfect. Amazing. It's all you need to know. Mm-hmm. And we see the interview process, and they are. They're asked questions like, have you ever seen a psychologist for mental issues, ever attempted suicide, used drugs or alcohol, blah, blah, blah. What I think is interesting is in the interview process, a couple of the guys asked, like, well, do my answers matter one way or the other? Like, what's going to get me in this experiment? Mm Mm-hmm. Because one guy, they're like, do you use drugs and alcohol? And he's like, yes, yes, right? And But others are like, well, I don't know. Right. What do you want me to say kind of a thing? So I thought that was interesting. It didn't seem to matter that they were like the clean cut mm-hmm. guys like you were kind of saying were in the other study. Yeah. Um, for instance, a few of them were obviously smokers and that became an issue inside the experiment. One kid kept complaining he needed vitamins or something, so interesting um one of the questions was do you give into aggressive urges or impulses like wanting to rape or kill someone jesus to which one of the guys is like dude i go to stanford yeah like why would you ask me that that's <laughs> crazy also why would i admit it to you right when asked why they want to participate in the study, 99% of them say it's for the money. Yeah. It's the cash, baby. Mm-hmm. Um, they are asked in the interview if they would want to be a guard or prisoner. It doesn't matter. Like you say, we see it coming down to like a flip of the coin. Right. It's <clears throat> run by Dr. Phil Zimbardo. And he says in the what movie. What the hell? There's an animal. At the door. An animal just... It's mimosa. Jesus fucking Christ. (laughs) My heart is in my absolute throat. Hi, baby. Hi, I know. Here, hold on. (laughs) I'm gonna fucking die. I mean, it better be. It looks like her little meow meow paw. It is a cat paw, so anything... (laughs) As long as it's a cat, it can come through this door right now. Hi. Are you there? You wanna come in? I'll crack it for you. Hi, honey. She's all, where are you? What is this place? All right. <laughs> Fucking psycho. That, well, was did it scare you for just a second? Well, I didn't see it the first time. Oh. And so I was just scared not knowing what it was. But the second I saw the paw. Because at first it wasn't just a paw. It was just like a, a darkness mm-hmm. that like came in. Yeah. Oh, my God. Thanks for the heart attack. Um, according to Dr. Phil, excuse me, yeah, he's trying to prove the effect that prisons can have on human behavior. Stanford University is out for the summer, so they have the campus to themselves for their two-week experiment. 
we see the offices and the classrooms being used as prison cells. No way are they like as good as the way that you described. These are a little bit cheaper setups. Like, yes, there are the three beds or whatever and like a bucket for a toilet, but it's just a door. It's like they didn't bring in bars or anything, Mm -hmm. right? It's just a regular classroom door that has the little window cut out that it normally would and make sure they put like a couple bars on that. Okay. And like it was like they put up some cardboard to like make a hallway. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it would it looked kind of janky. Not a real prison effect in my opinion. Um each of the cells had three beds and um they used the hallway as the prison yard and they do have the closet that they refer to as the hole right Mm -hmm. and we do see orientation and the guards are provided with their uniform exactly the way that you described it and they are told during this that they are not allowed to physically harm the prisoners and that they will be watched 24 7 right like don't fuck around because we'll be watching you yeah so instead of like encouraging them like go fuck with these guys it's like oh no we're watching you like play it cool. I do think in real life they also weren't allowed to physically harm them, mm-hmm. which is why they did so much of their control the with mm-hmm. like verbal, mental, emotional abuse and like forcing them that way. Yeah. Did you ever see the real Dr. Phil like in your? Yeah. Do- okay. He, the Dr. Phil in my movie gives me a bad vibe. He seems yeah, the Dr. Like, Phil in real life is a pretty He seems like dude. real scum. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it doesn't help that he's also having a relationship with one of his former students in the movie. So I'm like, eh. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The participants assigned to be prisoners, like you said, are arrested quite aggressively in their real day lives. Mm-hmm. Like one guy is out washing a car with his little brother and real cops in a real patrol car. Yeah. roll up on him and like throw him against the car the brother's like what the fuck he didn't do anything and the guy's like it's cool bro just tell mom i'm gonna be gone for two weeks like, amazing it's all part of an experiment <laughs> they are blindfolded before they get in the patrol car yeah so from the second they're arrested and put in the car they are blindfolded and then driven away stripped like you said they're deloused in a way mm-hmm. where they're like sprayed with like canned air yeah kind of a thing just to like make them feel that because they still can't see and that happens in real prison mm-hmm. um <clears throat> the it's like a white sleeping gown that they're given with their stocking cap and explained in the movie that it was used to feminize them oh interesting like these guys they weren't allowed underwear or any pants or any bottoms, right? That's like they're wearing dresses. Oh wow! Just letting it all hang out, and then they're maybe little... that was true in real life too. Yeah. So I thought that was interesting. And then they're given a name as their number, no longer being allowed to use their real name. Uh, the goal of the experiment is to strip the participants of their individuality to understand how an institution can affect a person's behavior. And all I could think about the whole time was how much it reminded me of the Magdalene Laundries. Yeah. This whole process. Mm-hmm. Right? Being stripped of your identity and thrown into this whole exper- like experiment that you don't really know what's about to happen. Mm-hmm. Besides 
Dr. Phil, we have a chosen group of researchers and a guy named Jesse Fletcher, who was brought in as a consultant from his past experiment or experience to legitimize the experiment. We learn <clears throat> that Jesse served 17 years at San Quentin. Mm. And if you listen to episode 60, oh. you'd remember that that's where Richard Ramirez ended up. Yeah. So, boom. First day is pretty chill. The prisoners are just kind of like getting to know each other, right? Mm-hmm. Thinking it's all fun and games, kind of. One guy is introducing himself by his real name. And one of the soulmates is just like, hey, I get it. Right, but maybe if we like play along and just like do what we're told, mm-hmm. this could be a pretty easy two weeks. Yeah, like, just get your money and go. And uh, not this guy, this prisoner Daniel seems like a bit of a troublemaker, and it's fitting because Daniel is played by Ezra Miller. Yep, and Ezra Miller has been all over the fucking news and, the past two weeks. Okay okay but arrests notwithstanding no i know up until recently that's I, why i asked if you recognize i that. absolutely like, love ezra miller i was like did you pick the movie because you knew no. i love ezra miller i think he's obviously going through a yeah, hard time for sure but before this i would watch interviews with him because he is in fantastic beasts mm-hmm. and where to find them he's the flash he's He's been in a couple other things that mm-hmm. I really enjoy. Um, he's so cool. He's very like, he never lets you know if he's gay, straight, or in between. But he gives off very like androgynous, mm-hmm. very Bowie vibes. Yeah. And I really appreciate that about him. And he's great in this movie. I just, actor. it blew my mind. I was like, because yeah. I had been reading this news and I'm like, this guy. I'm like, who is this guy? And I'm like, oh, fuck. He is just causing chaos in Hawaii. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just been well, arrested. He's like, causing chaos in our movie. <laughs> wasn't he arrested like three times in a week or something in Hawaii? <laughs> like throwing chairs God. and shit. Daniel's whole thing is like, what's the fun if we can't break the rules a little bit it's not like the guards could do anything to us anyways Mm. is his take during the first lineup the prisoners are introduced to a warden who's helping run the experiment and dr phil suggests that the warden tells the guards to not be too hard on the prisoners but the consultant jesse says no let's see what they do on their own and by the way, in the real in real life, Professor Phil was the warden. Oh, okay. Professor Phil played the warden. Yeah, he is not the warden in this movie. The guards are working in shifts, three at a time. And um, during the turnover, they all kind of hang out in the same room. And so, like, that's the chance that they get to talk to each other about what's going on. And this one guy, Chris... From the second he puts his fucking uniform on, he's got to be the one that you're yeah, talking he about. Yeah, he is. He's like the famous one. He, his, the way he talks changes, the way he holds himself changes. It's like he puts those glasses on and it's fucking, he, he is a guard. Yeah. <clears throat> and uh, he starts shit immediately, like taking cigarettes away. 
mm-hmm. because if you're a prisoner, that's a privilege and you haven't earned a privilege. He's constantly reminding people very much like respect my authority kind of a figure. Right. So right away, obviously, Chris and Daniel are just going to clash. Yeah. Yeah. They're they're not going to work. And it makes the other prisoners also kind of riled up because it's like, well, why is it that the guards get it so easy? We're all making the same amount of money. Right. Right. That's really the thing that sets them off. It's like we're all here for the same experiment. We're making the same money, but they're not experiencing this with us. Right. So Daniel suggests that they, you know, even the playing field. And so we see them in preparation for like visiting day. They get to write a letter. The researchers are reading the letters and they get all excited because of all of the prisoners. One of them does not sign his name. He signs in his prison number. He signs like prisoner like 209 or whatever. And they're like, boom, it's only been 10 hours. And Mm -hmm. this kid's already showing us exactly what we're looking for. But um, like you were saying to kind of piss things, the guys off, they're barricading the doors and shit. Yeah. Right. So immediately we do, we see the guards needing help and um, they go to Phil like, well, what are we supposed to do? Right. You don't want us to hit anybody like you were not supposed mm-hmm. to get physical. I was like, well, you guys need to figure this shit out. And so um, they use the fire extinguishers and all that. And then once they're back in another lineup, Daniel's talking shit, of course, He gets tossed into the hole. Once released and taken back to a cell, they make Daniel make his bed over and over and over again until it's perfect to Chris's liking. But until he does, like the other guys aren't allowed to sleep. Mm. And then when it finally is like time for the turnover, right? So the night guards are coming on. They've heard about all the shit that the prisoners have been pulling. They're like, fuck that. The second they come in, they're banging on the doors. They're turning on the lights. And so the prisoners got no sleep mm-hmm. their first day. And even the researchers are being woken up because they were sleeping. Mm-hmm. They're like, well, we weren't prepared for this. One of the guards from this shift is targeting prisoner number 819. And he is played by Nicholas Braun, who was yep. one of our paranormal investigators in the 2015 Poltergeist remake that we talk about on episode 57. Love it. Isn't he also Jennifer Lawrence's ex? Maybe. He was in Mad Max? Maybe. Fury Road? Could I be. might be making him up with somebody completely different. I don't remember why, but this kid also gets tossed in the hole. And Daniel's fuming at this point. So one of the guards goes in to kind of like put Daniel in his place. But Daniel grabs the guard by the throat and they actually get into a physical fight. I'm pretty sure the guard hits Daniel with the baton Mm -hmm. and then tosses him in the hole with the other kid who's been in there the whole time. So all he's doing is like (laughs) listening to this shit. He's like, what the fuck just happened? Crazy. And Daniel's in there and he's like, revolution. (laughs) (laughs) That basically concludes day one. What a day. Right. Literally that's day one. 
The next day, we have Prisoner 5486, uh, played by Logan Miller. He's trying to speak up and demand his glasses back. Yeah. he can't fucking see shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Why do we care about Prisoner 5486? Because he played Kid at Party in the Bling Ring. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> what a credit. 32. <laughs> Uh, incredible 32 wow right. a whole half a half a um and also no i have no idea who nicholas braun is i was confusing him with nicholas holt nicholas holt yeah i i thought about it after the fact mm-hmm. okay and when he refuses to leave the table without his glasses same guard that hit daniel is forcibly removing this kid from the table throwing him into his cell and that's when the researchers decide maybe we should let Dr. Phil know what's going on. He's fucking napping. Mm-hmm. And we have just like a rogue guard yeah. that is like going crazy. Right. After reviewing the footage, Phil decides not to intervene. Let's see how they handle it. Okay. Because it's going so well. <laughs> yeah. The next time they're patrolling, we see that three of the prisoners have removed their numbers and their stockings. Mm-hmm. Same shit. Not knowing what to do. This is when they start to do the push-ups. Yeah. And, like, singing. Like, just real stupid shit. That's what I mean. Like, to say physical torture feels like a stretch, but it's, like, physical stuff. Like, like when you're sleep-deprived and stressed out is, like... Too much. Stuff. Right. So they'll be like, sing th- your numbers. Now sing it in a higher pitch. Now yeah. sing them backwards. Yeah. And it's like, you can't leave until you know everybody else's number in the right order and this and that. Mm-hmm. And uh, just making them feel really weak. And yeah. Just breaking their spirits. Mm. That night, in their cells, Daniel finds a loose screw. Uh oh. Which he uses to pick the lock and he does break out. Love it. Mm-hmm. A real life prison escape. He does this while the researchers have their backs turned. One of the guards blows the whistle, so he does get captured, but again, it's a fucking experiment. Like the kid should be able to leave. Right. And so when he's asking them, like, I need to go, like, I need to see a doctor. Get me the fuck out of here. Um, They can't really hold him, but they're trying to convince him, like, well, are you really that soft? Like, it's only been a day. Like, you really. I am that soft. I'm a big old soft pussy boy. Now, let me out of here. That's what I would say. Uh, So he is thrown back in the experiment and he's now punished. He's stripped of his gown and placed in the hole naked without food or water. And he's stuck there until they can fix the door to get the back, the lock back on their cell. Oh my God. So however long that took. I'm so team Daniel. So inside the hole, Daniel is losing it. Uh-oh. Like, I feel like I'm going to die. You got to get me out of here. So that's when Phil takes him to another room. He's, like, coming up with all these excuses why he needs to see a doctor. And Jesse's like, stop being a little bitch. If you were in a real prison, no one care about your fucking tummy ache. 
Oh, wow. <laughs> Uh, and they'd suggest to Daniel, like, maybe if you stop fighting the guards so much, like, stop wasting your energy. Wow. I know. Uh, So I just think that it's crazy that they get him to join the prisoners again. That is crazy. Right? At this point, he's now telling all the prisoners, like, this isn't an experiment anymore. Oh, no. (laughs) Like, they're torturing us in here. (laughs) Daniel's losing it. Uh So he flips out. Now he's throwing his weight against the walls. And it's day three. (laughs) Yeah. For sure, just let him go, huh? Mm -hmm. When Phil finally goes back to check in on the researchers. Oh, because Phil's been gone this whole time. He's being informed that they did have to let Daniel go. It got to a point where they're like, we're going to get fucking sued. Where'd they let him go to? Just the world? Mm-hmm. Okay. But where they, does he go? That's a great question. But they tell the prisoners that he's in a maximum security. <laughs> <laughs> because they're like, well, don't think you can escape. And like, you're just going to get out for being a little bitch. Like, no, we're keeping him in an even worse place. <laughs> Yeah, right. That motherfucker went to In and Out and went home and took a nap. These poor fucking boys. (laughs) Like Oh. They try to analyze what happened to cause Daniel so much distress in such a short amount of time. One suggests it was Daniel's resistance. Uh, Jesse says he thinks it's because Daniel was jealous that he couldn't gain control of the prisoners like the guards have were able to con- gain control yeah could be that he's just a little sensitive and a little unhinged some people are just like that well they also noticed that without any sunlight and barely any sleep and not much to eat it's possible that they've lost track of time right <laughs> and that they're fucking going crazy uh they go on with the experiment and today is now visiting day And it is set up like a visiting day would be. You've got the tables, the chairs and everything. The friends and families are obviously fascinated. Asking a million questions like, what are you eating? What do you do in there all day? How are you being treated? They have to lie. Yeah, because I'm like, could you imagine if they really answered them? Yeah, no. Let's tell you what's really going on. The guards are walking by all the tables constantly. Just like waiting for someone to slip. One mom isn't buying it. She sees that her son's fucking dying on the inside. Distressed. Right? Just gaunt. Yeah. Right? And so she confronts Phil. And I mean, I just put myself in that position. Like, think it's been three days and you go to see your kid and it's like. They're, A different person. Mm-hmm. And uh, Phil reassures her. I mean, it's all just part of the experience, right? We want the most realistic results. Oh, yeah, of course. And we would never allow anything to happen to your son and then takes it further. Like, surely your son's strong enough to withstand something like this, right? Like, he's not some weak little boy. And so that, you know, the dad's like, yeah, wife. Stop questioning the doctor. Oh, God. I'd be like, no, he is. Sorry, we got to go. Let me have my son. They overhear the prisoners back in their cells talking about Daniel, and they believe he escaped. Oh. But they also believe he's going to come back. Why? (laughs) To try to break them out. Nope. (laughs) 
<laughs> no way. Daniel's still asleep, guys. I hate to break it to you. He went home and took a 12-hour nap. Uh, the prisoners aren't the only ones that are exhausted at this point because now Phil has stopped sleeping. He's not letting anybody leave. Like, all the researchers are there. So, like, the tension's high among everyone. Mm-hmm. Some of the prisoners are also asking to see a doctor like, hey, if it worked for Daniel, maybe it'll work for me. Mm-hmm. They don't get to see a doctor. They get to see a priest. <laughs> oh, good. Just what we need. Who asks what they're doing to repent for all their sins, which makes everyone even more fucking pissed off because they're like, we didn't do anything. Right. What sins, my guy? We didn't fucking break the law. Especially this one kid, Peter. And that's the one the mom was asking about. Mm-hmm. And so now Dr. Phil's claiming this kid, Peter, is a lost cause. He, too, is let out early of the experiment. Why? He thinks that this kid's going to break and that if something were to happen because the mom already questioned him, mm-hmm. that it's just going to ruin all of his hard work. Okay. So to replace him, we get prisoner... 416, played by Thomas Mann, who was the young Officer Hawkins in the most recent Halloween Kills. Yeah, I recognize that name. Mm -hmm. That was episode 57 that we gave our review. Yes. So on 416's first day, he obviously hasn't been there long enough to be scared. So he's defiant as fuck. Mm -hmm. He's like looking at the living conditions like this is inhumane. Right. The fucking shit filled piss buckets and this garbage food and these guys who have clearly not slept. He's like, I'm not doing a fucking thing for you guys. Um, He quickly gets put in the hole. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. The other prisoners are offered a parole hearing. They complete their case, again, for the crimes that they didn't commit. But at this point, they are all convinced that they did. So they're saying anything they can to get the fuck out of this experiment. That's crazy. The consultant, Jesse, is using his his past trauma to twist all their words against them, just like he felt happened to him. And so he's just breaking them down, chipping them away even more so. To the point that he now hates himself because he's like the coin's been flipped. He's like, I've been the prisoner and now I'm being the guard and I'm being a horrible person, even though he's not a guard, but like in the parole. Right. Right. He's like, I don't I'm disgusted with myself. I'm disgusted with this experiment. He's like, I can't do it anymore. So he takes off once that kind of starts to crumble the relationships among a lot of the researchers, right? Because it's like, well, if Jesse thinks that this is fucking off the rails, like, can what we are really, we doing? Yeah, here? can we really trust Dr. Phil anymore? So they're kind of questioning him, but Phil's determined to see things through. The changing of the guards comes. They find prisoner 416 still in the hole. They threaten him that if he doesn't start to follow the rules, it's not just going to affect him, but all the other prisoners, but he's not going to budge. So he's left in the hole. Uh, Phil's former student girlfriend comes by to check on everybody and see how the experiment's going. And she immediately, she's disgusted. 
She's like, what the fuck is happening? She's like, the mistreatment, like, all you want to see is these results. But, like, these are people. These are kids, right? These and are And we're now on men. day, what, three or something? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she realizes, um, finally, when she hears Phil refer to the study as his prison, that he's clearly lost it. Like, he's blurring the lines between. Now, he's part of the experiment. Mm-hmm. And so back inside, guard Chris is up to his usual abuse, um, doing the push-ups and whatnot. But this time he's taking it even further where he's making other prisoners sit on the back Mm -hmm. of the prisoner doing the push-ups to the point that they're breaking down in tears. And then they're being forced to, like, simulate sex acts on one another. And and they're, they're screaming, faggot, this and that, like, just horrible vile verbal abuse while like fuck him this oh yeah so again they're in gowns no underwear anything and they're being forced to like basically come on behind on this guy yeah it's so crazy that they got pushed to this like three four days in to Uh, a uh, thing that you knew i mean obviously they didn't know what they were signing up for but a thing that you like volunteered to do exactly so it is it's after day six that they finally have seen enough and they intervene and they terminate the experiment. And two months later, we see Dr. Phil in a room with everybody that participated. And I guess that's when... Including Daniel? Uh Uh-huh. Nice. Yes. This is where they each give their interviews about the experience. And Daniel and Chris, that's the same interview you talked about. It's the two of them. Interesting. Mm -hmm. The other guard said the same thing. I think the way that he put it was like, to know that I'm capable of becoming the thing that I become is what scares me the most. Mm-hmm. So, yes, even though the prisoners were obviously the most traumatized by the experience, some of the guards will never forget, like, oh, I'm I'm able to become something that dark and disgusting. Right. And it did. It scared them. All the prisoners say that they completely lost their identity. They felt that the prison was real. The only difference was they did know the whole time is that their prison was run by doctors right mm-hmm. fucking psychologists and shit doctors whereas right. actual prisons are run by real guards yeah yeah yeah. so it's like you would think they'd have the empathy and to be more humane as no. doctors nope mm-hmm. dr phil concludes that while all the participants suffered at the hands of his experiment they also learned a lot about themselves and that's what's can be found valuable in his research. And the closing notes I thought was interesting read that researchers concluded that none of the participants were permanently harmed. I'm like, that's fucking bullshit. You know they've got yeah. yeah. And that Phil is still doing lectures around the world. And apparently the girl in the movie he ends up married to in real life and they're still married. Congratulations. So, real winner to there. Mr. and Mrs. Dr. Phil. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. So besides, you know, Daniel busting out. (laughs) I like that, though. I think it really added something to it. I think with what you've got to make it a movie. Mm -hmm. And the character who they based Daniel on, they did pull him from the experiment. Yeah, obviously. Because he was too, he was getting traumatized to the point where it feels like they maybe made Daniel, Daniel a bit more of a stronger character, meaning it was more of him 
just like rebelling, rebelling, mm-hmm. fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. I think in real life, that guy just ended up so fucking traumatized yeah. and confused and upset that they were like, we got to get him out of there. Yeah. But um, so I think that was a real thing that happened. They yeah. did pull somebody after like 36 hours because yeah. they were like, he can't take anymore. Mm-hmm. So that being said, I'm going to give it a five. Wow. Two in, in a, two in a row. Two in a row. Who knew? Five yeah. knife reviews. Yeah, because it was a good movie. Mm-hmm. They're good acting. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't long. Yep. It was just intense enough. Mm-hmm. And besides like a few little things, like I feel like they made it look a little bit cheaper, but that doesn't take away from what happened to those people. And that's mm-hmm. all the movie needs to focus on. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. All yeah, right. It was really good. So my look of the week. Well, real quick, what did you want to tie in? What was that piece of paper? That was the news. That was Ezra. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That All he's right. been in the news a whole yeah, bunch yeah, yeah. this week and that, that article. And now he's getting to really live out the Yeah, you <laughs> get to see the, what, what it's really like. All right. What's your look of the week? A nice simple look of the week this week. It is. Mm-hmm. I'm not obviously in a full gown, just letting my balls hang about. Mm. <laughs> but I do have a white shirt. I made my prison number 420. Prisoner 420. You know it. And I got my stocking cap to make me look like a penis. Love it. <laughs> I also do love, obviously we didn't do a 420 episode, but what a great way to, you know. Oh, I had to tie it in. Of in. course, I had to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, my favorite guy in the movie was during the interview. Do you do drugs? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> do of you, course. Do you drink? Yes. It's the 70s. <laughs> of course we all do, dum-dum. <laughs> Love it. Great. Well, that's pretty exciting. I think I'll watch the movie. Yeah. I love Ezra Miller, so I'd love to see what's what's going on. Mm-hmm. No, it was good for sure. Okay. Next week, I have a real case for you guys. It feels like it's been a while since we did like a real, real case. I mean, yeah. I guess last episodes was a real case, but this is like very true crimey. Okay. It's been a while since we've done like, like a, a known good true, true crime. crime. Mm-hmm. So we'll do that next week. I'm excited because it's something that takes place in our own backyard. <gasps> so that'll be really fun. It's always fun when we get to do a Northern California episode. Yeah. Um. Other than that, thanks for listening. If you want to see pictures of this week's episode or interact with me at all, slide into my DMs. It's THC Podcast on Instagram. If you could write, rate, rate, like, and subscribe, yep. we would really appreciate it. And other than that, we got to get out of here. We're going to get the fuck out of here. We got to get out of here. We love you and we will see you next time. Bye-bye.